Live, coming at you, hot, sleaze and sads. Not live. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not live, but welcome back to Sillies and Sads. But we are, yeah, we are Sillies and Sads, though. Yeah. I'm Cheyenne. No, I'm Cheyenne. Oh, shit, I'm Taylor. <laughs> welcome back, you guys. <laughs> this oh. feels so scripted at the beginning, <laughs> and I'm not even going to lie to y'all. We started recording, and then we stopped after, like, a minute. Okay, because... It, you know why? Because Otto is here, and he knocked the camera. Otto, I'm looking at you. Stay where you are. Please, God. And this is not a hate crime. He's just awful sometimes. Yeah, no, he just... I thought it would be a good idea to introduce him, but I also forget that the camera is, like, towards the ground, because, obviously, location breakdown. Where could we be? On the other side of my couch. That's right. On the ground. We wanted to do a more undone episode, you know, where we're both... <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, guys. We actually have a really special guest today on the podcast. Shrek. <laughs> Did you just say Shrek? Do I look like... <laughs> it's the, it's... I don't think I look like Shrek. I think I look like one of the, like... It's the background mermaids from the original Little My Little... My Little Mermaid. My Little Mermaid. <laughs> no, you're giving Shrek as of the color. <laughs> and, the, and the buns. Oh my god. I get couldn't, out of my swag. I couldn't even get the word Shrek out. I know, you I, were like... <laughs> I just knew it was going to be so funny. It was really funny. I laughed a lot. I didn't even put it together. Oh my god. You know what? You're an icon. Happy ending. <laughs> For one of us, that that is, yeah. Not Otto. Or me. Anyways. Okay, guys. This week's episode, we're coming in hot. We're coming in heavy. We're talking about... Parents. <laughs> and that's another reason we are not wearing makeup, because it is What if a we cry? Sore. Yeah, it's a sore subject. It is. Yeah. It really is. But we're going to start off with our silly and size of the week, Cheyenne. Start us off. So my silly just happened before I got here. So you know the like Did you not tell me it? No. Oh. <laughs> so you know like the leprechaun jump where like you jump up in the air and you oh click like your ankles together yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So I always attempt to do it just like oh, no. half assed, right? Oh, okay. Um and we're all probably sitting here thinking, Wow, you ate shit. No, I didn't. No. I was. I was so excited for that ending. <laughs> that would have been my happy ending. No, I didn't eat shit. Mm. Um I like half-assed it whatever and I was like oh I'm trying to do like you know the little like clicky thing and Russell's like laying on the couch he just got off work and stuff he's like mellowed out already and he's like wow you really can't do that and I'm like no motherfucker why don't you get up and try to do it obviously a lot of people can do that obviously yeah and on top of that he's tired I just assume that he's you know an older gentleman and not very agile he? She's called him old, guys, because in case you guys haven't watched any of the previous episodes, which if you haven't, what are you doing, guys? Come on. We have a whole playlist. But. Yeah, we do. On YouTube, if you guys haven't checked it out. But Russell's actually 72. <laughs> yeah. So imagine a 72-year-old man, a hot, a hot 72-year-old man, jumping up, and he did it perfectly. He did it perfectly. I mean, it was smooth. Is this your silly or your sad? This is, this is both. 
You because... can't do a twofer. Okay, fine. I'll find a different sad. That's going to be so hard. Wham, <laughs> wham. Um, no, he did it perfectly. And it was, I immediately just started laughing so hard. Because I was like, one, amazed, obviously. Because yeah. how the fuck did he manage to do that? Yeah. Two, really impressed. Kind of turned on. Okay. Very sad that I wasn't capable of doing it. Is that why you showed up late to record? Is that the real reason? Because he was doing the leprechaun jump in the living room. Yeah. Okay. It was great. Okay. I I literally had to stop and be like, I just fucking love you so much, but you have to understand there is an expectation set now that when I mention it, you do it. Yeah. (laughs) I got stuck to the Velcro of the couch. (laughs) So pretty much he's like my little dancing leprechaun now because whenever I ask him to, he'll just jump up and do the little thing. Oh my God. Iconic. Right in time for St. Patty's Day. Oh my God. Our first sober St. Patrick's Day. Oh my God. Uh, dude, for both of us. <laughs> oh yeah. For our audio <laughs> listeners, we're pointing back and forth at each other, mouthing the word us. Yeah. So just imagine that. Yeah. But if you can imagine it, which is totally fair, hop on over to YouTube, guys. I'm thinking, like, Scarlett Johansson and... Natalie Portman. Are you really doing this right now? Because I watched... The movie you were just watching? Yeah. I just watched the other... Wait. Yeah, the other Bolin. The other Baldwin sister. (laughs) I think it's the other Bolin girl. Yeah, about... Anna Bolin, Anna Bolin. Anne. Uh, I got the last 12 minutes with you. The Queen of England. The Queen of England's Maja, right? Okay, one, she was alive in like the 1500s. I said she was Queen Elizabeth the First's mom. Okay. Not the Queen just died. No, oh my god, I put that together. I didn't you think that one hesitant. day they just woke up and stopped wearing the house hats. If you've seen the other Bolin girl, you know what I'm talking about because it looks like a house on their head. But that's not even the point. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your sad for the week then? Um, I would say that my sad was over the weekend we went on a hike with the dogs and we stopped into that new corner store that they built over by where you used to live. Yeah, the yeah. gas station, the big nice yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there, and I'm looking... I've gotten looking... a fountain soda there before. Pop, was fountain it good? pop. Yeah, it was. Damn, I only got a coconut water. I don't drink soda anymore, so it's it's irrelevant. But... True. So I'm standing there looking at, like, the coconut waters, and I'm trying to decide on one or whatever. Coconut water is so gross-tasting to me. I kind of like it because it's kind of savory in a way. You know what it reminds me of? Don't do it. Like, dirty feet. <gasps> Ew! Uh, yeah. Taylor likes dirty feet! <laughs> I didn't say I liked it. I said I loved it. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> one vice for another, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You had to give one or the other up. Give me I a couldn't hit. like dirty feet and coconut water. That would be weird. But weirdly similar. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I'm standing there trying to decide which one I want. I got a pineapple one, by the way. I'm not surprised. But the next um, door is where the tall boys start. Oh. And it's hot. I'm, like, been out in the sun because we went to the flea market before, and I'm like, man, you know, it just feels like such a nice day. We're going to go hike. Ooh, I hate that. And I look over, 
and there is a tall boy of the sea salt and lime shiner buck and i i just looked at it and like tears because i wanted it so bad you cried bro i cried in the gas station looking at the tall boys and i and i'm walking over to russell and he's like He's like, did you see any NA? And I'm like, I don't really want to bring like NA on the thing, whatever. And like, I'm looking at him like, how ridiculous is it that I'm like crying over the fact that I want a sea salt and lime shiner so bad. Like I could taste it. It just like, I felt refreshed looking at it. And then if you had drank it, you would have felt like a piece of shit and you would have been bloated. Yeah. And it would not have been refreshing. Because I was wearing some tight pants. <laughs> Were you wearing leggings? Uh, no, we went in our full church clothes because I thought it was just going to be a casual-ass walk and then, like, drop the dogs off and go straight to whatever we were doing. Mm-mm, we were climbing around out there. In mm. jeans? Jeans. Black, skin-tight, like, flared jeans. The fact that you even thought, in any world, that that was remotely a good idea... I thought it was going to be, like, a chill trail. And then he's, like, he's, like, going for it. And I'm, like, we're not dressed to hike. And he's, like, I hike in this kind of stuff. He's wearing a nice shirt and jeans. And I'm, like, I don't hike His hair's, like, slicked back. I can literally he imagine. He did his hair. Yeah. And I'm, like, you look really hot. I can literally imagine that. I love that for that. you, but. Oh, my God. I got scared. We were recording for a second. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, like, out of the fucking <laughs> frame over here. Stay in the frame. I'm trying, but I'm also trying not to look. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, no. The fact that you guys went around hiking in, like, that full get-up, you couldn't pay me enough. Mm-mm. I wore my sneakers. It's sneaker night. <laughs> Basically, what we're going to do is dance. Oh my do you remember god. that song? No. Vanessa Hutchins, sneaker night. Oh, my God, yeah. We should listen Vanessa, to that. Vanessa, what is she up to? What is Vanessa Hutchins doing? Because I feel like... All of this, like, Selena and Haley I stuff. knew you were going to say I that. I feel like it should be Vanessa Hudgens instead. It just seems right. Being Justin Bieber's ex or in the drama? In the drama. Vanessa is not a drama one. She doesn't seem it. Neither, Neither is Selena. Selena. It's all of her fans, and that's where we get at. Because I feel like Vanessa Hudgens' fans are so, like, they're just waiting. Yeah. Okay, we need Zac Efron to do something. And actually, to sale Zach Efron hasn't done anything. Oh, wait, no, he actually does a lot of stuff. I keep. Every time oh, I think yeah, of Zach Efron, I think he does a lot of plastic high... surgery. I don't know if that's true, guys. He could... Ah! You heard it here first! Zach <laughs> Efron has a lot of plastic surgery. Done. I don't know what happened to his face. I don't know if he had, like, a stroke. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not funny. But, like,. Google a picture of Zac Efron then and now, okay, guys? Because he lo- he looks... We're doing it. He looks not great. Like, it looks like he got work done to his mouth. Like, like his mouth is big like Julia Roberts' mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Ew. Let me see. It looks like he got his jaw done, oh, bro. Yeah? Oh, man. If you guys, if you guys, okay, I'm not going to do it because it's going to come up really well. We'll post it on our Instagram, obviously. Yeah. But if you're, if you have a phone handy, just Zac Efron then and now, and you will see exactly what we're talking about because it's every picture. He looks like. That is terrifying. Miss Piggy. 
Like, the Muppets? Wait, is it the Muppets? He looks like a Muppet, yeah. Yeah, no. That's why I was like, I don't know if he had a stroke or... Yeah, I know. He's scary. His eyes are so it's close like, together now. It's like, um... Cher. <gasps> Cher mouth, yeah. Yeah. Where it looks like they got, like, their gums, like, injected or something, because they're like... Oh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, okay, I had to do my silly and my sad. What are you doing I'm with I'm imagining it? chewing with that mouth. Oh, my God. Okay, I guess I'll start with my sad. <gasps> yeah. Okay, my sad was... I got, like, sick yesterday. I, like, went home early from the place I work and everything. So ominous. I love when... I love that we have to say the place you work. I know. (laughs) What Uh, does she do? (laughs) Ooh. But, uh, yeah, no, I just... Like, I had a fever and I threw up. I threw up. I threw up. I don't know what was up with me. I think, honestly, full circle, it is a gluten allergy. Yeah, we have a theory now that we have gluten allergies. Yeah, I am 100% certain that's what it is. Because I the day before I had a piece of pizza, I don't eat pizza anymore, dog. Yeah. Like, I only eat, like, like cauliflower pizza. Oh, man, that sounds so good. It is. It is. The one from the place is good. Oh, yes. The, oh, the place of work. Yeah. I almost said the place of worship. Get your get your cauliflower pizzas from your local church. They're <laughs> fucking good. Slay. <laughs> but um yeah, no, I had a piece of pizza from Little Caesars um cuz I went to um Jake and I's friend's birthday party and they had we were going to fucking birthday parties. It you was the first me? thing I've been invited to since Jake and I, I have love been that. sober. And there was no alcohol. Okay, let me just turn that into my silly, okay? Okay. Us getting invited to something. Like, tomorrow, guys, I will be nine months sober. And in nine... Not pregnant, sober. I said sober. I know, but when you said nine months, like, my brain immediately was like... (gasps) What? (laughs) Bitch, no. You hit that that long? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. You're a Uh, tiny baby. Oh, my God. They should be... You just be uh, constipated for nine months. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You just think you're so fucking funny tonight. I kind of do, yeah. I know. It's because I'm sleepy. God, I'm so happy that this is what we could record. Um, No, but it's the first thing that Jake and I have been invited to, like, since being sober. Yeah, and I and definitely at the beginning of you being sober, you were really worried that you were going to, like, miss out on stuff. I mean, I did for nine months. But, I mean, is it really missing out when it's really just a bunch of parties and, like, drinking and stuff? Like, that's not stuff I do anyway, so. Is it really missing out if you don't want to go? Dude, I realize since being sober that I don't like going to do things with people. I think it's because you have, like, self-acceptance. Yeah. So it's, like. And a lack of friends. (laughs) I mean, I have you, but, like, that's different. You've, you've ascended the friend level. We don't You're hang in out. the upper echelons. <laughs> we do hang out, but a lot of our hangouts are either us doing the pod or our favorite thing to do when we hang out besides spend money is, um, be like, 
okay, are we watching your TikTok feed or mine? <laughs> oh my god, that's the best part though. Spending money and then just sitting around and watching each other's TikToks. Or going through um, old text messages. That's so fun. Oh my god. That is so much fun. <laughs> Trying to find like pictures for the podcast too and just oh like my how god. much shit we come across. Oh my god. Because she god. takes every... <laughs> I can't stop looking at the monitor. Because I got down. crazy eyes with this, like, ring light and my crazy eyes. Yeah, it's a twofer. But... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, like... I'm trying to think of a way to, like, look at you normally. Just look at me, weirdo. <laughs> look, I am! I've got dead Dude, eyes! I know! Your dead eye made me go cross-eyed. <laughs> oh, I have another silly. Okay. I'll do two. I got new glasses. I don't have them yet, but I Just ordered them. Feeling extra silly today, dude. I was. I mean, we're about to get into some sad, so I figured that I would just, you know, top yeah. it off with. I got new glasses. You know, they're Versace. <laughs> She's this fancy. Okay, I have insurance. That's what insurance it is. Insurance is surprising. Like it was shocking, but they are very cool. And when I get them, obviously, I will show them off a lot on Instagram on the podcast. I mean, everywhere. I'm going to be so excited. They're sleek and fun. They are sleek and fun. The other ones did make you look sad. I could tell. Like, I could oh, see Oh, there's another picture. sad. The freaking optometrist lady. <laughs> the ladies in the lobby. I was trying on the Versace ones and these Calvin Klein ones. And the Calvin Klein ones were silver rimmed and the Versace ones were black rimmed with, like, gold detail. And I'm like... Jake wasn't texting me back fast enough, so I was like, which ones do you think look better? And when I put the Calvin Klein ones on, the silver ones, they were like, oh, those ones make you look sad. I couldn't, like, I couldn't picture what you meant when you said that or what she meant until I actually had a chance to look at the pictures. And I was like, wow, you do look noticeably sad in the silver ones. Because they're not Versace. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Klein makes me so sad. Yeah, Kevin Klein makes me cry. They're gonna be Versace so bad. Literally. Could never. Could never be. You need to leave Otto alone. I'm trying so hard. Okay, then we'll get into some parent stuff. <laughs> Let's just ruin the whole vibe so I'll stop petting Otto. Yeah, that's honestly the only way to get you to focus. Fun. Oh my god. She just cracked her back, audio mm, listener. Like a lot! Oh, that felt good. Okay. Oh, my energy just came out. Oh, thank God. Okay. It's gone. <laughs> um, Go, Otto. So, do you want to talk about having, like, alcoholic party parents? Or, like, having old people parents with druggy parents trying to kidnap you and then you can old tell person your story dying? First. <laughs> you can tell your story first. I don't even know how I'm supposed to start. Like, man started doing meth. Made ladies start doing meth. Made babies for no reason. Me. <laughs> meth baby. Right here. Oh my god, like, it really is It really is very interesting having known addict parents in a small town. Because then, when you become an addict adult and you start meeting people around town, because you're buying drugs or partying with people you shouldn't be, the amount of people who not only coin whose child I am, very quick and accurately, but I also proceed to tell me, man, we were so worried about your mom because she was definitely using when she was pregnant with you. And it's just like, I know, none of my glasses sit right on my face. <laughs> oh my God. 
So like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you should be asking me like questions. Oh, like, I feel like this what? should be like a weird interview kind of okay. thing. Okay. So how do you think like having absentee parents, like made you, don't be a bitch about it. How do you think like having, you know, them not be there like affected you? Like, how do you think that affected you in the long run? Because granted, yes, you had Danny and Papo, but like it's much different having like grandparents raise you versus yeah. like actual like biological parents. It is definitely a lot different because they're old. They've already raised all of their kids and all their kids' kids, and now they're doing it again. They're like tapped out. Um, it kind of sucked there at the beginning because like not being able to do anything because like. Because Nanny and Pablo adopted us when I was, like, five or six. I can't really remember. Um, and so whenever I, like, really got into, like, elementary school and being around other kids and their parents picking them up or them, like, making plans with each other, being able to, like, make friends, it was kind of like I couldn't really go do anything because Nanny was so paranoid because she knew that they were out there and that they were still doing drugs and that they wanted their kids in a weird way, I guess. I mean, let's all tell the story about all the times, you know, John would secretly take you to go see Michelle. Oh, yeah, all the time. Like, and after a while, you start to pick up on it. But at the beginning, I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then it turned into, like, I don't want to go because, like, you know, what does she have for me? And, like, she remarried. She had a kid. Like, she was trying to make her life better. So at one point, I was just like, super sour that she was trying so hard and then yeah I was never really sour about John because when he was around he was so like confrontational like physically fighting each other when I was a minor like saying so much inappropriate shit having drugs and alcohol in the car like you getting into the car and there being like used needles yeah like that kind of stuff definitely was embarrassing I remember in high school we were driving around and there was other people in the car with us from, like, theater. And he was on a bike, shirtless, barefoot, with an axe. And everybody in the car was like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, my God. How weird, how weird, how weird. Like, look at that crackhead. And I'm like, does he look like this? Does the crackhead look like this? Because that's the crackhead you guys are talking about. I'm like, he doesn't do crack. He does meth, actually. You're like, actually, <laughs> let me set you guys straight. Yeah. So, like... And then everybody have, like, everybody's parents being at a regular age when they were younger, being able to go to, like, water parks, um, wanting to go to the movies because old people don't like to go to the movies, apparently, or water parks or anything. So I felt like I was always kind of, like, missing out. And then it just turned to the point where I realized that they were going to need help sooner than most people's parents would because they were old. And I just kind of, like, I mean, obviously things happened to me as a child, that kind of like helped push becoming more like mature. Yeah, like growing you, up too fast. Yeah, you got forced into it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I know this is terrible to say, but I don't think, I mean, I didn't think then, I don't think now that it's your responsibility to have to take care of anybody. Oh my god, no. You know, and I understand, like, loving your family, of course. Like, I'm not saying fucking push Nanny out into the street and let her fend for herself or anything like that. But she's always expected so much of you and your sister for so long. Yeah, and she used to be, 
because Chummy, uh, Chummy resembles Michelle. And Nanny just really doesn't like Michelle. And so she used to be so mean to Chummy. Like, yeah. There would be so many times where he was just so unnecessary. And that's another reason that I would stick around more because I'm like, well, she needs any reason to get the fuck away from here because she's so mean to her for like nothing. Like, she, yeah. didn't, she never did anything wrong. She did all advanced classes. She did band. She was in marching band the whole time. Like, she had goals and aspirations. Yeah. But other than that, I was so much worse. But I was just preferred because John was the baby. And so when they saw me, they saw him. But then there was also that stigma that I was going to, like, become a drug addict. Ha ha! And I did, motherfuckers! I would say recovering. Yeah. Recovering. Um, it's just art. <laughs> I know, I was trying not to itch it like that, but it was just felt so good. Um, so it wasn't necessarily that I stepped up because I felt the need and the responsibility to. It was more like, well, nobody else is going to. And I'm not going to make Chummy. Like, Chummy needs to get out of here. Like, even if it's just for, like, the night or the day or whatever. And then, I don't even know why I helped as much as I did, even into being an adult and, like, moving in with her at times. Because I didn't need to, but because she would, like, beg so hard for me to. Yeah. But then be so ungrateful at the same time. Like, I was definitely raised to think that my worth came from what I did for other people, how much I could do for other people, how selfless I could be, all kinds of stuff. So, like, if I didn't want to help her, she would hold anything over my head that she could. Yeah. I don't know how many times she would show us pictures of the, like, living situation we were in. Because she took pictures to, like, show CPS and stuff because there was actually like, CPS case open. Oh, shit. I didn't know that there were, like, visible photos. Oh, yeah. That... She would just, like, whip them out and, like, show us, like, dog shit on the beds, rotted food. Oh, my God. Like, it was very gross. Like, it gives me chills to, like, think about because that's, I remember, like, being in that kind of environment. That's really traumatic. Yeah. So, she would, like, show us pictures all the time to remind us that she saved us from that. And it's if kind of, like... If that's not a master manipulator, I don't know what the fuck is. Oh, yeah. She would tell us, like... And I say her... Because Papa was not a man of many words. And he was not the man who would sit there and make a child feel bad. Like, he was just, like, at this point in his life, he was old. He was dying. He was, like, you got it. Yeah. Let you handle it. Whatever. So she did. And she would tell us how we basically took their lives away from them because they were finally done raising all these kids. And they could go into the RV club permanently and like sell their house and move and live off the like fun money and stuff and we ruined that for them like she has she would say that we ruined this and then you're sitting there like well I didn't I don't remember asking you to like help me or do anything like we're your grandkids and you knew the kind of situation we were in you did your best to try and help the situation and then when CPS was like you need to get them before we do and you did and now you're mad at us yeah and so I think that definitely contributed to a lot of the, like, early pill addiction, early, like, drinking, early just trying to do anything and everything to get out of the house and get away from it. Escape your reality. Yeah, because no matter what I did, it was a guilt trip. I couldn't I couldn't even eat without being told that I'm, like, eating them out of house and home. I couldn't leave without being told that I was abandoning them. And I'm like, no, I have theater to go to. Like, I actually have to go. And it's like, well, what if I need something while you're gone? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, like... 
I just will get out of theater, I guess. And like, I'd never, I never offered that. It was just like. In the back of your head. Yeah. But I barely even got to do theater because they didn't want me doing the like extracurricular because I would be away and they would yeah. have to pay for things sometimes. And she was a gambler. So do, I, I don't know why she sat there and made me think that like we were poorer than we were because we were definitely like lower middle class, but we weren't as bad off as I thought. She just had a, like an intense gambling addiction. Yeah, she still does. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's sad. Oh. Like, as an adult and going to the casino with her and watching her, like, go back and forth to the ATM. And, like, she makes all of it back. But what if she doesn't that one time? I'm like, this yeah. is so much of your savings that you, like, are dying to fucking keep because she's insane about money. Oh, yeah. Because she didn't have growing up. So now she's like, I need all of it. Like, I have to. But then she's so frugal at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't gamble. Like, that, that is not a road that me, as an addict, should ever go down. No, because I've blown money gambling. Money that I won off of money that I didn't have. Like, money that she gave me to get away from her, pretty much. Like, she would... Oh, yeah, you made, like, seven grand. Yeah, and then I just sat there and just, boop, 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 all the way. I remember that. Wow. Yeah. No, that's terrible. What about your relationship with Michelle now? It's like, I, f- I feel like at this point, we're just two adults, and there's no actual connection or substance there, so it's like, I mean, her and Chummy have a great relationship. Yeah. They do really well together, and they've gotten very close, but I just don't have anything for her. She doesn't have anything for me. So it would be like trying to hang out with another adult that I don't have anything in common with. Like, yeah. trying to hang out with the coworker that you don't talk to, nobody talks to, and then you're just stuck in a room together all of a sudden and you're like. You're like, so this is right. weird. What should we talk about? Yeah. Should we talk about how like you left and then tried to come back? Should we talk about that one time you and John were really high and tried to like kidnap us? Should we talk about that other time that John tried to kidnap us for you? Like, <laughs> and it was never anything like. Oh, we got to call the police because he kidnapped the kids. It was like. Him trying to take us out of the house because he was so high and drunk and violent and, like, trying to, like, fight back and, like, not go with him. And then, like, the last time I remember was we were in high school and Chummy had went out with her now husband. I know this story. Yeah. I'll tell my part when it gets there. Okay. Um, She went out with her now husband. They've been together this whole time and... Nanny knew. She said it was okay. They're on her date or whatever. John comes over super high, super drunk. And he's, like, feeling, like, chilling with me. So I'm like, whatever, I'm about to watch Labyrinth. So we watched Labyrinth on my laptop in my room. And we were just, like, enjoying the movie. And I was like, wow, I've never really had quality time with him before. This is weird. We do share a lot of similar interests. And then he tells me to call Chummy. Get her here. And I'm like, well, she's with her boyfriend. So, like you know, she'll be home later, whatever. Cause I'm like, why can't I just have like the rest of this movie? Like, because yeah. Chummy is definitely a daddy's girl. Like, and I feel like your whole life, all, all the parenting you wanted from your parents was taken away from you. So it's like, you got this one like minute moment with him. Yeah. And he's the one who took it away from you to give to someone else. Yeah. Because I'd never really like, I'd never really thought about it twice before until I became your friend and 
you were in a very toxic, dysfunctional household. Do not get me wrong. But you did have your moments, like genuine quality time with your parents. And I would just be there like, oh, this is so awkward. I don't know a family dynamic like this. But then I'd be like, fuck, I don't know a family dynamic like this. Like the only quality time I spend with Nanny and Papo is watching soap operas and the news on TV or like the late night or like the later day shows like Jeopardy and shit. And then other than that, that was it. Yeah. So like, I'm like, oh, cool. And then he's like, tell me. And I'm like, of course, whatever. Like, fine. Um, so I call her and she says that she's with her boyfriend. She doesn't want to come home. And that triggered a little like violent flicker in his brain. And he just lost his shit. Like started freaking out, calling her up, saying that she needed to get home right now. So Nanny was like, hey, no, like, listen to him. Just come on. He's like, freaking out which I do not know why she did that she should have told her to stay away if anything she should have called the police and so then um he's like freaking out and he's threatening to set her on fire nanny he's threatening to <laughs> cut nanny up with an axe the way you did that was so shamed also you're like nanny <laughs> yeah nanny he's threatening to like light nanny up on fire it was crazy but it was I'm not sorry it's just like so out in left field but it's not anything we weren't used to. No, he I know. would do that all the time. He would show up and he would threaten to murder all of us or, like, physically fight me. And so it turned into a physical fight. And he's finally, like, trying to, like, drag me out of the house when Chummy comes in through the garage door. And then he's, like, talking about how he's going to take us and him and Michelle are going to do it right. And they never should have had us and all this stuff. And trying to, like, drag her out. So, of course, I'm, like, like let her go. And she's, like, let me go. And... Broad daylight, garage door open, people are outside in the neighborhood, walking past and stuff, and he's, like, trying to, like, hit her. And he did hit her, like, once, and then, like, a good, like, body hit, but trying to, like, fight her because she was, like, pulling back off of him. And finally, he just, like, just kind of gave up and just, like, left. And then the next day, everybody acted like nothing happened. So. him, like, the usual, and. Gave him water and money like usual and just let him go on his way. So that night, it was like coming into nighttime when this was all happening. And the only reason I know this is because I was with my high school boyfriend at his house. And Cheyenne called me. And she was like hysterically upset. And she was like, John hit chummy. And I was like, what are you fucking talking about? And she was like, you need to come get me right fucking now and I was like beep beep I'm in the fucking car <laughs> I'm in me mom's car and my high school boyfriend was like what what is I was like you get in the car or you don't like and he gets in the car and we pull up and she's like crying and she's upset and I'm like what happened and then her crying turns into rage and she tells me what happened and we just end up going back to his house and we just hung out there pretty much all night like yeah. smoking cigarettes talking whatever but yeah, it was a crazy night. Like, that was a fucking insane phone call. I remember I called my mom um, and my dad, and I was like, yo, I don't know. Because, granted, Nanny would have never allowed her, really, to spend the night. But I was like, if she needs an out, y'all know where she's going. Yeah, because, like, this type of stuff happened all the time, but he had never actually physically assaulted Chummy before. And yeah. that just, like, shook me to my core. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck to do about this. And so that was one occasion where I just literally told Nanny, I was like, 
Taylor's picking me up and I am leaving. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I will be back. And she just like let me go. Yeah. There's only like a couple times where she really let me go. And that's because there was so much chaos and so much like violence going on in the house. Or that... something really bad just happened. Yeah, like Papo dying. That was the only time she was like really cool about you being in the house. Every other time it was like, she's not coming in the house, but you can leave the house with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely did spend the night when Papo died. But, <laughs> okay, the night that Papo died and Taylor spent the night. I'm sorry. She showed up because she had been in another town with some of our friends and they had been drinking and it was more or less like last second, hey, Nanny said you could spend the night. She already knew that Papo died. We've already been going through all the motions. So she was like, I'm fucking on it. Like, they're bringing me right now. I'm here. And she got there very fast. Like, I was impressed. <laughs> However, she got there, and they were outside of the car, and they were being loud, waiting for me they to come were, open like, the door. Hug, like, my two guy friends were, like, hugging and, like, loud, and I'm standing there, and I'm drunk, and she comes out, and she grabs me by my wrist, and she looks at them, she's like, get in your fucking car and go! And I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, because I was not about to let some drunken teenagers slash early adults early adults. ruin my one allotted Taylor night at the house. Not all the... The other nights where Nanny wasn't no. home and you stayed the night did not count. <laughs> this was my one was home and we would sneak. I would be like, wait, where is she? And I would run to the bathroom or oh I'd my sneak God. out the window. All the times we would have to go pee and like, I would like go and Nanny's like, you're going pee a lot tonight. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. We're like drinking like old beer in the room. Yum, <laughs> hot beer. But, yeah, no, that night we walked in and there was a bunch of, like, obviously, like, funeral food everywhere. And <laughs> there were, like, those, like, barbecue, like, meatballs. Oh, my God, I love those things so much. And I remember I was, like, put some on a fucking plate. And so she did. And she put a lot on there because I kept telling her to put more. I ate, like, two and I was, like, I'm done with these. Probably because I didn't let you heat them up. <laughs> yeah she's like you can't turn on the microwave because i i was so paranoid that like if i knew nanny was awake like she obviously was listening and yeah stuff, but i was paranoid that if we were too loud she was gonna tell you to go home and then what were you gonna do go back to the guy's house <laughs> yeah truly but i remember um cheyenne's not very like touchy-feely or emotional Especially when we were in high school. She's gotten better as the years have gone on. Oh, I can And I've now. worn her down. But back then, she wasn't at all with me. I was walked up. I was emotionally constipated. Except for anger. Mm, that was my outlet. Everything. That was her diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I remember that night, like, I laid in the bed, and then, like, she just put her head on my chest, and she cried. And then I fell asleep, and I woke up, and her head was on my chest. And I remember... My heart was so sad for her because when she found out, when Papo died, okay, it was really crazy. So I'll tell my perspective and then you okay. can tell your perspective. So I was in the other town and I was like drinking with my ex-boyfriend and our, and our friends or whatever. And, um, like, it's like three in the morning and she calls me. And she's like, hysterical. She's like, he's dead. He's dead. He's fucking dead. And I'm like, who is dead? And she's like, Papa, his heart's not beating. He's not breathing. And I, and like, she's like, like, it's incoherent. 
Like, I, like, she's crying. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm laughing because, I mean, it was, like, crazy. Like, it happened so fast. And I was like, what do you need? And she was like, I'm going to call you and update you. And I was like, okay, okay, that's totally fine. And now you, now you want to say how you, how. <laughs> Here's the story of how I touched my lifeless grandfather. <laughs> um, yeah, my days were always crazy, but when they were, they were. Yeah. So Nanny was supposed to go gamble for the weekend. Oh, yeah. And Papa was like, go, go. And she's like, I don't know, something feels weird. And I'm like, no, go. Because I wanted to hang out with you at said house in said town all fucking weekend. Because Papa, as long as... And I was going to spend the night at your house and we were going to lie to my parents. Yeah, as long as I showed my face at least once in the day, Papa was like, you're alive, cool. Um, And Nanny didn't go because she was like, something doesn't feel right, I'm not going. Well, she gets up in the night to, like, check on him, because we all did. Like, we were all just paranoid even before we knew that he was dying. Because he had really bad, like, nightmares and PTSD. So yeah. sometimes you just want to, like, check on homie, make sure he didn't, like, hurt himself. Um, and when she did, she, like, shouts and, like, comes to get me, and she's like, he's gone, he's gone. And I'm like, no, he's just sleeping. Like, I'm annoyed that she's home. So her, like, barging in and trying to, like, be, like, eccentric and, like, loud. And I'm just, like, he's fucking fine. I'm, like, he's fine. He's fine. Whatever. Like, look. And I went in there and I grabbed his pale, cold, lifeless arm. And I was, like, oh, my God. And the second I said, oh, my God, chummy i can hear her in the bedroom she just like screams because she was so much closer to papa papa was so much nicer to her he really like he genuinely he let her know that he cared about her he let he did it in his own way let me know that he cared about me but like he saw how it went caring for john and how john fucked up so bad that i feel like he was kind of like i'm not gonna be too too close to you because he babied john yeah and that's what the whole like babying him now as an adult thing is nanny's like it's in his honor and i'm like no it's not um, and it's like you, he would tell him to get the fuck out and stop eating all y'all's food. Yeah. But before that, it was like, surely leave that boy alone. Yeah. Um, and you, I don't know if anybody listening has ever touched a freshly dead body, but it is a lot colder, a lot sooner than you thought it would be. Like yeah. you just, you just like, you just know when you touch it, that that's a dead person. And I think that really just like hearing chummy like hearing her heartbreak seeing nanny's heartbreak because like no matter what i love her to death yeah of course there is so much that she did despite how much she did just to hold it over our heads and so like them both simultaneously and then me just being like i don't even know what the fuck to do like I just touched a dead body and it just so happened to be like the only dead person I've ever known who literally has dedicated the last like 15 years of my life to taking care of me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It sucks because like after that, you know, like Nanny's heart was broken. She starts going downhill. Like there's really not a lot of, there's one less parental figure in the house and it's not even like a strong like father figure. It was more just like, well, now there's one less person to care about what I'm doing, to monitor what I'm doing, to see, like, what's going on in my life. Because she just lost her husband of, like, 50 years. You know, she's not fucking bothered. She's not really not worried about it anymore. The only thing on her mind now is what the fuck's going to happen to her. Yeah. 
And it just got so weird after that, I think. Yeah, I mean, it. I think it only has gone downhill with her. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I, in my opinion, she only got fucking crazier. She definitely did. Like, I, I mean, I could not imagine losing, like, being married to Jake for 50 years and losing him. Like, that would destroy me to my core, no doubt. Yeah. Okay? But I don't think it's an excuse on how she's treated you and Chummy. Like, just my opinion. No. Of course. And, like, um, she definitely, she, you know, like, buttfuck nowhere Alabama growing up. Like, poor stick, moonshining people, all that kind of stuff. And her dad used to just beat the dog shit out of her just every day for no reason. And, like, then, here's the real tea, Papo beat the shit out of her for the first, like, 20 or 30 years of their marriage for yeah. no fucking reason almost every day. So, I think, I think that definitely impacted a lot of how she treated people and how she thought that she needed to be treated and how things needed to be handled. And the last time I lived with her last year for that, like, little bit between apartments, she literally just one day was, like, just, like, crying and was, like, I'm so much like my father and I am so sorry. And I was, like, oh, my God, did you just, like, take accountability without any ands, ors, or buts about how I'm an awful person, too? Like, this is fucking ridiculous. She hasn't changed. Yeah, that was, like, a short-lived, like, hiccup moment. Yeah, but I could genuinely see in her eyes that she was, like, holy shit. I have turned into such a mean person. Yeah, and, and I, she'll have to die with that. Yeah, no, she will, and that—that's what's—that's what's really sad is that her—that's what her legacy will be. Like I, like my whole family knows her as, you know, this mean, mean lady. Yeah, and like, she's had I've I've had I have so much I have so many wonderful memories with her. Yeah, I'm not. And I'm she's not done saying. so much. No, but I just I need I need everybody listening to understand that she has done a lot and I have so many great memories with her. However, quantity they do not outweigh all of the bad times. Yeah, no. Cause the bad times like literally affected you so much to the point where I mean I'm not saying that it isn't genetic or anything, but I mean, I don't think that you would have turned out the way you had, you know, granted you're turning your life around and you're doing amazing things now, but I mean, that was like fighting tooth and nail to get you here, you know? Yeah. And being so angry and abrasive and cold. Always defensive, you know? So defensive. Because I totally like, get it. But I, I am very thankful, though, that you and I got so close. Yeah. And that I could see what not a healthy family dynamic looks like. But in my eyes, it was healthy because it was so much better than what I knew until I really started to see what was going on, like, in your life behind the scenes. And I was like, this is really not fun for either one of us, is it? And then it just, like, I think that just got us so much closer because it was like, you want to escape? And I was like, fuck yeah, do you? And you're like, bro, I'm literally in your front yard right now. Like, let me in, get dressed, we're, like, going to go do something. Yeah. Like, we always had each other. 
Because, like, Chummy had her friends and Chummy had her extracurriculars. And she definitely had a life. Like, she had a social life. She had a, more of a social life than I did. Yeah. So it was, like, we knew that we could always, like, have each other to, like, escape whatever. And then just tell them that we were at the other person's house or doing something completely different or yeah. not tell them anything at all. Yeah. No, I definitely, you know, meeting you was, like, one of the best things that has ever happened to me. For sure. Aww. Well, I mean, you are my family. Like, my mom and my dad are not talking to me right now. Yeah. And, like, and that sucks, and my heart hurts, you know, but I know no matter what, I'll always have you, even if they don't want me, you know? I know I'll yeah. always have you. And I have Jake, and I have Otto and Gilly. Like, I have, like, you know, I have amazing people, and obviously, like, Jalen and Jaleesa and Tiercy and Emily. Like, I have, I have built... Such an amazing family, you know, and I know people are like, oh, you know, blood is thicker than water. Well, like, fuck that. No, because y'all would never turn your backs on me like that. Yeah. You know, I know, like I said, it, it took us a long time, you know, to, I kind of think, find this like, you know, even ground that we're currently on, you know, eliminating the alcohol and the drugs. But like, dude. There is no amount of drugs or alcohol in the world that I would, that I would, you know, take over what we have now. Yeah, like if somebody, oh my god, if somebody put a room temperature bottle of Jack Daniels, a cold crispy Red Bull, and some like really good cocaine, and was like, you can have all of this. And there would be no consequences. You would wake up the next day and it would never have happened. Nobody would ever remember that it happened. You wouldn't feel like shit. You wouldn't remember. It would go back and you would still be this long sober. But you cannot be in Taylor's life anymore. It would just be like, okay, so what? I kill myself? Like, <laughs> And not to like joke about suicide because it is very serious. Tried killing myself before. Obviously it didn't work. I've had many suicidal thoughts in my life. Yeah. I've had many breakdowns where I thought it was going to happen. But, like, if I relapsed that intensely and didn't have you there to be like, I support you, get back on the fucking wagon and don't get back off of it, it would just be like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. I might as well just get addicted again and go hang out with all the people that I was hanging out with, go out to all those shitty little bars again, ruin my relationship, ruin all my growth that I've done. Yeah. Because, like, I would rather fall off and get back on and have your support than not have you and fall off and stay off. Yeah. And I, and I truly believe that, you know, obviously I know that you did this, but I think not to my own horn, but like, I, I, never, <laughs> I never gave up on you, you know, even when you gave up on yourself. Oh yeah. And you like, know? it definitely, it definitely helps having a personality disorder, though, because a little bit of it is mirroring, which I think makes it so much easier. Because, like, our 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 platonic connection is so genuine. Oh, 100%. But it's really easy to follow, like, your social cues of sobriety because, like, we're always, like, trending together. Like, there's always, like, some kind of, like, trending, like, clothes or like makeup thing or like we're really into vodka red bulls right now yeah. <laughs> like shit like that so i think it definitely makes it a lot easier but majority of that is because you're so supportive and because you're so secure that like 
we fucking got this. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt it at all. Like, yeah. there's not... I think because when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, of, like, pros and cons... Like, I had this conversation with my psychiatrist the other day. Like, I had, like, a really bad breakdown in a session. I was just, like, really going through it mentally, like, with my body image and stuff. And, you know, she's, like... She's, like, well, I think you should go to an AA meeting. Um... Because, like, the closer you get to a year, like, I'm scared you might relapse. And I'm like, listen here, okay? I know I'm not going to relapse for these reasons. Because, one, my acne has never been worse. I have never felt grosser in my life. I was grub-hubbing three meals a day when I was hungover. Spending crazy amounts of money on, on stupid food that I didn't even finish. Okay? Like, my relationships were terrible. You know, like... Like I said, like, my mom and me and my dad and me, we don't have, like, you know, rock-solid relationship. And that's a lot of, like, trauma and, like, bad history and stuff like that. But I wasn't treating them super awesome when I was drunk either. More so my mom than my dad. Yeah. You know, I wasn't treating them like, you know, a decent person should treat uh, their parent. Like, I wasn't treating Jake the way he deserved to be treated. Like... Most of the time, my friends were, like, the exception, but there were those few times that I didn't treat them well either. Yeah. Like, I did terrible things. I didn't, I didn't care about myself if I lived or died. I self-harmed often, a lot. Like, I have scars in between all of my knuckles because I would get so drunk and I just would want to stop feeling and I would burn myself with cigarettes. Like, that's shit I don't do anymore. Yes, because I'm bipolar, do I sometimes, when I'm catastrophizing and having a really bad episode, want to hurt myself? Yeah. There are those Absolutely. times. Absolutely. No. There are those times. Like, I'm gritting my nails into my hands or into my shoulders, like, just to try to stop it. But that's as far as it gets. Like, all of those cons will never amount, like, there are no pros. Like, for the maybe one time I could go out... That blue fucking moon night, right, where we go out, we don't black out, we remember everything, we wake up the next day not hungover, able to do the plans that we said we were going to do the day before, before we got drunk. Like, there are only, there's only a handful of times that that even happened. And I couldn't even tell you anything about those times. Exactly. Because we would black out the next day. Because we'd be like, look how good we did. I'm so proud of us. Wow, we have a couple extra bucks that we didn't spend last night that could go towards tonight's budget. Exactly. So, like, there are no... Like, my list of cons goes on and on and on and on. Like, and my heart hurts so much for past Taylor and past Cheyenne. Because how hopeless they were and how okay they thought they were we thought we were fucking we thought we were really something like this is especially after like becoming adults and having jobs and living on our own we were like this is it this is the height of luxury we're fucking doing it and then going in russell's forerunner to go grab teas really quick and being like this feels like high school because like the weather and it's like an older vehicle and it's just like the vibe and looking down and they're only being like a half drink Red Bull in the car, it was just like, hmm, okay, yeah, this is it's, nice. It's, it's not as bad. Like, of course there are moments where I like, of course I like, I get sad, you know, because 
of those days where I remember the feeling. Like, on a really nice summer day where you're like, I could go sit on a patio right now and, like, have a beer. And, like, oh, my God. Oh, my that would God. Be yeah. And a light lunch. And then go, like, maybe to another, like, little bar where it's not really popping. But, like, the retired very, people can go daddy. early in the day. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's really talkative. It's a nice, nice ambiance. However, we didn't enjoy it for that long because we would be in such... And this is the window of tolerance that I talk about in therapy. We would be like, such good vibes, such good vibe, vibes, such good vibes, like having such a great time. And we didn't know what to do with it because we felt so good. And the only thing we knew to do to cope with anything would be drinking. So we'd get outside of that window of tolerance of now I don't know what to do with my emotions because they're so dope. And we would drink. And it works the other way too. Or I don't know what to do with my emotions. They're so bad out of that window of tolerance. Drink. Wow, you're learning a lot in therapy. I like that. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, actually, where are we at? Okay, we still have more time. I guess you want to ask me any questions about my parents? <laughs> so, growing up, mm-hmm. your parents were very party people. But they were like, had parties in the house, very social they made sure that there was boundaries set because it was their home and stuff. And you were always, like, around their parties. Like, you were always hanging out with all the adults and shit. There wasn't really any boundaries on where you were allowed to be. We just couldn't, you just couldn't drink because you were a child. Which was, like, the weird rule that they had. I mean, it makes sense. But also, like, with how chaotic it could get at times, I was like, and you're telling me she's not allowed to have a glass of champagne at New Year's. Um... <laughs> When, when did you really notice, holy shit, maybe my parents aren't the dopest parents? Oh. Because, like, you guys did have your things, but the one thing that you wouldn't do was talk down about your parents. You had the best dad, you had the best mom, you were such a happy, like, family life. You guys had your tiffs, and they made you feel like shit at times, but other than that, you would always be like, that's my mom and dad. I fucking love them. They're the best people in the world. They're so cool. Yeah, well, my parents didn't really party when I was, like, a kid kid. Um, My dad didn't really drink much when I was younger. He didn't start drinking until later. Mm. Until, like, after we moved back to Texas. He started drinking more then. Because when we lived in Maryland, he was working, like, two jobs. Like, he never had any time. Like, he was in the Army and then stalking at night. Like, he was always busy. So he started drinking, like, later... And then my mom was also drinking with him and stuff. And I guess, I I don't know. It's hard to realize. It's like when people are like, I wish you knew you were in the good times. You know, you, you wish you knew you were the good times when you were in them. Well, I wish I knew I was in the shitty times when I was in them. Because in the shitty times, I thought I was in the good times. Because I didn't notice it. Like, I thought my parents were so cool. Like, I thought my parents were the shit. Like, yeah, my parents so super cool fucking parties. Like... I thought they were really cool, too. Yeah, I mean, like, it's... I guess it all escalated, you know, when I started fucking around. Like, when I was in high school, I mean, obviously you know, but... I... I would, like, lie to my parents about where I was. Yeah, like, all the time. Like, they never yes. knew when you were anywhere. No. Um, I would lie to them, and I would tell them that, 
I, you know, I was spending the night at Cheyenne's or I was wherever and I was really in that other town. That didn't start happening until I was like 15. Um, like right before I turned 16. Second puberty. Second puberty? Yeah. What is second puberty? I don't know. I feel like you hit puberty again after that freshman year of high school because... Oh, yeah. From the beginning of freshman year to the end of it, we looked like different people. Oh, yeah. We had boobs. Oh, my God. That's what they're called. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Not your naughty pillows. Oh, my God. Is that Carrie? Oh, my God. What is that? Carrie. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, I, I was, like, doing that and stuff. And then, you know, the night my mom caught me, um, that was a fucking bad night. Like, that was such a bad night. Um, she had already suspected I was, like, doing shit, and my dad was in Germany, I think. Um, did you forget he was in Germany? No, I remember the day that he dropped you off at my house because he was leaving for Germany, and he was so fucking mean to you. And that's the first time I ever saw you cry. Oh, my God, that was Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> Sorry your birthday was so lame, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was pissed at me. Me and my sister had gotten into a fight. Yeah. And, yeah, when people talk about, like, oh, like, what's your kryptonite? Like, my parents are my kryptonite. Like, like I can be so level-headed with so many people, but, like, I get upset with my mom and my dad, and I'm, like, hysterical. Like, there mm-hmm. is no recovering from that. Um. Yeah, I'm not much of a... I, see, it's crazy because I'm not much of a crier, which you would think is switched, but Cheyenne is the crier, and I am. I, am, I love to cry. I am more stoic. Like I'll cry when I'm angry. I'll cry when I'm hungry. I'll cry when well, I'm wanting a beer. Apparently, <laughs> my mom always like, kind of raised us like I don't necessarily know if she meant to or not, but that crying was like a sign of weakness. You know, yeah. you don't want to be weak. It was always what she used to say when she would drink. She'd be like, "You're weak." Um. And so, like, I really internalized a lot of stuff. So I would, like, go out, and I was hanging out with the older guys and, like, doing things I shouldn't have been doing. And, you know, my mom was already suspecting I was smoking cigarettes. Um, and this all happened, like, in a snowball within a month. Yeah. It like, was, like, It was literally St. Patrick's Day of 2013. Oh, happy anniversary! <laughs> it was St. Patrick's Day of 2013. Almost 10 Fucking years ago, dog. Wow. Oh my god. You know what's coming up too? Mm. Pabo died in 2013 in March. Yeah. This was March 2013 was crazy for us. So it started in March, right? So March 17th, this all started. I started doing all this stuff. I was smoking cigarettes. My mom was like, you're smoking cigarettes. I was like, no, I'm not. And so, eventually, it got to the point where she'd be like, let me smell your breath. So, I would, like, try to run into, like, mouthwash or toothpaste, but, like, anybody who smokes cigarettes or who has smoked cigarettes knows you can't get that smell out. Mm-hmm. So, I would tell people, I would tell my mom, I'm like, oh, Cheyenne blew cigarette smoke in my mouth. Or, one of my, <laughs> one of my friends blew cigarette smoke in my mouth. And I don't think she believed it, but my mom, like, kind of, you know, buried her head in the sand. She was going through whatever she was going through. Um, and so, she's like, okay. And I was like... You really got, got away with that one. I pulled the wool over her eyes. Take notes, kids. Yeah, you want to get away with shit? Watch me. Um, so it started with that, and then the night I got caught, she was like, what are you guys doing? And I was like, oh, me and... Oh, my God, there's this little bug. <laughs> You're fine. 
thought I inhaled um, it. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> We're snorting something in here. It's gnats. <laughs> um, she's like, where are you guys? I was like, oh, me, Chummy, and Cheyenne are in a movie. What movie? I told her. What time? She's like, okay, we're swinging by her and her best friend. And I was like, oh, fuck. So, I mean, I go into, you know, hyperdrive. Um, oh, no, she didn't text me. She called me. And yeah, I, that's the spookier part. She called me. I didn't answer the phone. My ex-boyfriend did. And he didn't say anything. He was just like, it's your mom. This motherfucker was malicious, let me tell you. He knew not to answer that fucking phone call, but he did anyway. And so, obviously, this is before, like, find my friends and stuff. Even if they had it, my mom wouldn't have known how to use it. Neither would I. No. They they love the old, they love the good old pull-up method. It's like, well, if you don't want to pull up to a public place, that's really weird. Yeah, so, you know, flat tire on the hill, like, oh my god, we're lost. Like, I mean, so much shit to the point where they rolled up. I jumped the fence of Cheyenne's backyard, <laughs> walked around, and I was like, give me your shirt. And do you know what Cheyenne said? No. Nope. She's like, no. It's my shirt. <laughs> I was like, I'm wearing it. I was like, I smell like cigarettes. She's like, that was, I should have said best friend card. But also, I had to sneak outside and do this slick. So it was like, what am I supposed to do? Walk back in with no fucking shirt on? Or walk back in smelling like cigarette smokes? <laughs> smokes. Yes. So I get my mom's car. She's like, where were you? And I'm in the back deleting shit off my phone. Pictures, texts, whatever. Like, I'm the whole nine, right? Oh, wow. Oh, the process of having to do it. And now it's just like, figure out my fucking code. <laughs> I had a password, but she was like, give me your password. Like, what was I going to do? Say no? Okay. And she's like, how much have you had to drink tonight? And I was like, a Smirnoff and a beer. Like a Smirnoff ice and then like a Bud Light. Well, I was drunk. I had drank, like, a whole bottle of UV Blue Raz. Yeah, and we also used to get the big Smirnoff ices and be like, that's a beer. It's, like, one beer. Yeah. So, she takes my phone, and first she drives me to the police station. Because she's going to turn me in for minor in consumption. Because I was underage drinking, and she wanted to teach me a lesson. Um, And so... We pull up, and she's on my phone, and her best friend's in the passenger seat, and I did not delete a text message between me, Cheyenne, and Chummy, and in the text chat, we were talking about who was still a virgin, and Chummy says, last virgin left, implying that me and Cheyenne were no longer virgins, so my mom turns around, and she's like, you're not a virgin anymore, and I was like, and I said verbatim, cat's out of the bag. Okay, so then, like, we go in there, and, um, like, they had to call a, a cop to the station, because obviously it was after hours. Nobody was there. Please. Yeah, and he's like, what do you want me to do? Like, he's like, is this for real? Like, you can tell. And I was like, put me in jail. I was like, put me in a holding cell, please. He's like, she's like, write her a ticket. So, I got a ticket written, um, and, oh. Um, I got a ticket written and, you know, it was what it was. I had to do eight hours of community service, which I did at the YMCA. I had to take an alcohol awareness class. Now I've taken two. Um, <laughs> and I, and I think that was it. Oh, and then I had to pay a fine. 
and go to court. Well, my mom had to pay that fine. I did pay her back over the amount, by the way, because it was like 700 I paid her back 1000 Oh, my God. I thought it was only like 100 or something. No, it was a lot of money. She really fucked herself. She's like, I'm going to tell She realized it after. That you're underage drinking and I'm going to turn you in and you're going to learn a lesson and they bill her for $700. (laughs) I think there was a fee on top of that of being an annoying ass fucking parent. (laughs) Probably. But so that all happened, right? And then, so I got caught like a week before my 16th birthday. Okay. So a week later is my 16th birthday. It was a Saturday. And my Nana came over and they got me these little cupcakes um, and like a card, whatever. I made my sister, after my mom went to sleep, drive me to my ex's house because I was like, we're going to break up because I don't have a phone, blah, blah. And he was awful to me, whatever, blah, blah. So that night, me and Tori end up getting pulled over as we're leaving that other town by the, by the cops. <laughs> and... They searched the car (laughs) because there was a balled up piece of an aluminum foil in the middle, like area when they shine their light in, it was from a Bush's chicken tender roll. Oh my God. And they searched the whole car. Like, okay. I just, I just picture your sister being the one in the driver's seat and then being like, Yeah. We made us get out of the car. car. It was so bad. So we go back. My mom doesn't know anything about it at the time. Like, she's none the wiser, whatever. she totally called those cops. She wanted them to search the vehicle to make sure that you weren't in there drinking. (laughs) She was ready to throw her under the bus, too. Yeah, no. Thank God we weren't. My feet keep getting stuck to the Velcro. Um, but no, so that happens. And then I start deciding I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna start skipping school. I'm like, this is the next best thing, right? You made me so scared when you were skipping school because, like, I'm just, like, here. I was you. trying to convince her. I did yeah. a couple times. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, my uh-huh. God. I skipped school with you a few times? Yeah. Not a lot, but a couple times. Like That's fair. Like, we would skip last period. But, like, you don't realize how boring it is in the day when you're not in school when you're supposed to be because... Literally everybody else is either in school or at their jobs. Unless you're hanging out at a trap house with a bunch of people who want to groom children and shit. Then it's like, you guys are real busy in the middle of the day. Exactly. So I would skip school with this girl I was friends with. And I would, like, she had a pass to leave. And I would get in the trunk of her car. And then you could pop down the back seat. And I would crawl fucking through after we would make it out. I did that a couple of times. I, I think about it, and I really didn't do it as much as I thought I did. I probably did it, like, five or six times, which is probably a lot. You um, did it enough for them to be like, you need to quit. So how my mom found out about that one, like, she had knew, <laughs> she, she, she was like, you're skipping. And I was like, I'm not skipping. Whatever. So I ended up getting caught up. She found out I was skipping. Whatever. So I skipped again after that. And every day when I got home from school, I had to call her. Like, as soon as I walked in the door, right? Um, And then I wanted to say I had to call her every hour on the hour. Yeah, because if we would be on the phone, you would have to hang up and call her and call me back. Yes. So, and, like, from the home phone, of course. So The home phone is a singular phone in the house for everybody to use that's connected to a line. Yep, there we go. 
Yeah, just in case dial up. <laughs> so I call her and she's like, um, she's like, hey, so uh, where were you today? And I was like, I was at school. And she was like, Taylor, did you skip school today? And I was like, no. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, Taylor, this is your one chance to be honest with me. Did you skip school? And I'm like, oh my God, mom. No, I didn't. What the F? Like, she's like, well, that's crazy because I called the truancy office and tried to have them pull you out of class, but you weren't there. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. They obviously were looking for somebody else. I did, in fact, skip school. So that night, I had gone to Bushes, funny enough, and I had, like, when I, when my friend had dropped me off, I had gone to Bushes. So I got, like, a Bush's cup, and I filled it with water. Um, I think it was cupcake vodka. Oh, my God. And then the blueberry acai or whatever. Packet, yes. You remember, because I hated it after that. You complained the whole time. <laughs> and I drank all of it. And then I got really drunk. I told my sister I was drunk. And then I passed out before my mom could come home. And, you know, she was, I mean, she was heated. She was heated, okay? Um, and she hit all the booze because my sister ratted on me. When, which, I, I remember when you were like, oh my god, I can't believe she told her. I'm just like, you really thought that she was going to keep that little secret of yours. I know. And somewhere in, either before that or after that, I got caught sneaking out of my window. Do you uh, remember that? I do, because like... They had put stuff on the windows at this point. No, it was already on there. Okay. It was the ADT. So when you opened it, it would go beep, beep, beep. Yeah. yeah. Really lightly. And so I opened it and I had made, I thought she had gone to sleep already because I had snuck out the night before through the back door. Mm-hmm. And I, so I thought she had gone to sleep already. And so I had one leg out the window and she opened the door and saw me and she was like, Taylor, Brianne. And I jumped out of the window and ran. Okay, because I was terrified she was going to beat my ass. (laughs) I mean, rightfully so. Like I said, like, I was a fucking demon at this age. You would do something. You would get caught. Oh, my God, every time. And then you'd be like, I've already been caught. Okay. Might as well just fucking do it again, because how could I get in any more trouble? And we're in high school. Like, what are you gonna do? Take my phone? I could figure it out. And I did. Yeah, I don't need a cell phone to somehow get connected to anybody else. Here's the funniest part of that. Okay, I was using the landline to get a hold of my friends. Yeah. My friends from the other town who were much older. So when I jumped the window, I ran to the next street over to this guy's house that I had kind of like he was. His dad was my dad's friend or whatever. And you know who I'm talking about, right? Okay. He has a family now, so that didn't work out for them. For Oh, for, yeah. <laughs> Duh. I was like, no. no. They're good. It didn't work out yeah. for you. So I, like, knock on his window. He lets me use his phone. And then I guess my friends had pulled into the driveway. My mom was standing in the fucking driveway. Oh, my God. Yeah, because then... I dated one of the friends after that, and she was like, really? I remember that night because you, was it you? No, it was the other friend. She ratted, she told my mom who I was with. The friend I would sneak out with. 
of school. Oh, yeah. 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 She she told. She was like, you need to go home. And I was like, you need to go home. I mean, I was in my super rebellious phase. I did. They, my mom did, in fact, text the guy that I was with, like my older friend, and was like, bring her home or I will say you kidnapped her. And I was like, oh, fuck. She really loved the police when we were in high school. <laughs> so I did go home. You know, she dragged me in by my hair. I mean, rightfully so. Like, you know, but it eventually escalated to me walking into the office one day while she was working on school stuff. And I looked at her and I was like, I want to tell you something, but I don't know how you're going to take this. And she was like, what? Like, I mean, she's done. Okay. And I'm like, and <laughs> like you had her exhausted. At I did. <laughs> and I was like, it doesn't matter what you say or what you do. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want, whenever the fuck I want. And she looked at me and went back on the computer. And I was like, huh. And I walked out. <laughs> I know, dude. I had no fear. I was fearless. Oh, man. That was all. Okay, so obviously, like, I was a shithead and stuff. Yeah, you know, <laughs> You know, I was, I was not the best kid I could have been. I was not trying to make justifications for it or anything like that. I was dealing with a lot of deep, 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 deep-seated trauma mm-hmm. from members of my family uh, that I had never dealt with or that were never resolved that just kept piling up and piling up and piling up. And then my dad left. And, you know, we stayed. And that was fucking hard. And, you know... When I, my dad found out I lost my, my virginity, like when my mom told him that night that she turned me into the cops or whatever, you know, his reaction was really bad. Yeah. You know, he said some fucking terrible things to me. And, you know, obviously no parent is perfect. Duh. And I, and I, I really hope deep down in their hearts that there is love there um, for me because I love my parents so much. Um. But they're very toxic for me, and that sucks. Yeah. You know? Like, another member of my family recently was like, you know, like, what if something happened to them? And, you know, like, they, you know, one day they're going to die thing. And I'm like, that would fucking devastate me if anything happened to my parents. But am I supposed to live my life every day with the fear that something bad's going to happen to them while they're sitting there? And I promise you, they're not worried about me. No. They're not thinking about me. Like, my dad's posting on Facebook. My mom's living her life. Like It's the same thing with Nanny. Like, I had fear whenever we were rebellious teens because I was like, if I do, like, if I get caught doing, like, a certain, like, extent of awful things, she's going to have a heart attack and she's going to die and I'm going to be a fucking orphan because they're not going to give us back to John and Michelle. Fight for my life on that one. Yeah. And then, like... Becoming an adult, like, she would always say stuff like that. Like, one of these days, I'm going to be gone. You're going to kill me. I'm going to die. All this is going to happen. You're going to give me a heart attack. I can't deal with this between you and John and you and John and you and John. And finally, it was just like, I literally have no idea how you're still alive to begin with. So yeah. I'm not really tripping too hard about, like, you dying because of something awful that I do. Yeah. You're going to die because you're old and you're sick. And that's just natural selection at this point. <laughs> Like, and if she died, I would be devastated, obviously. Oh, yeah. I but I'm not going to, like, like, I haven't, I haven't really even talked to her lately. Like, just straight up, like, because I told Chummy, I'm like, how do you tell some, how do you tell somebody, like, Nanny, that you can't talk to them because they make you want to drink? Or they upset you every time that you talk? Yeah. So I've just, 
So I've just been like, oh my god. You've just been (sighs) trying to be better. Just been ignoring her. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, so when I decided, so when I told my mom I had this idea for this podcast, right, she was super, super supportive. And I mean, so is my dad. Um, as much as my dad can be supportive about something he doesn't give a shit about. Um, and then I came to Cheyenne and, you know, we were like, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? And then we did this. We really did. And when I, and when that happened, I went to my mom and I said, Hey, I'm going to talk about you on the podcast. Explicit stuff that happened in your personal life. I will not disclose because at the end of the day, that isn't any of my business. Okay. But if it directly involved me. Then I will talk about it. Absolutely. And I said the same thing to my dad. And my mom had her qualms with that for sure. She was not happy about it. Um, she was like, well, this is going to be online and everybody's going to hear it and stuff like that. I'm like, but this is my truth. Like how, like it, as you guys all just heard, not but five minutes ago, I'm going to tell all the dirty, grimy details of the bad things that I did too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not painting. I'm not like. I'm this amazing person and she sucks or my dad, you know, this is literally for us to eat our shit. Yeah. Like, Cause there's a lot of shit that needs to be ate that we are comfortable enough with being like, yeah, we did that. Yeah. And I'm not proud of any of the things I did. I know we laughed through it and stuff, but like in the back of my mind as an almost 26 year old person, I'm like, good God, the balls I have. We're laughing cause it's dumb and embarrassing. Yeah, like, I mean, the choices that I made as a young person, I'm just like, God damn, like, girl, just sit down. Where did we have the time? Take a nap. Like, yeah. Like, good God. I mean, it got to the point when I was grounded, my mom took everything out of my room, gave me seven outfits, took the door off the hinges. She didn't speak to me for a month. A whole month living in the house with the same person and them ignoring you. I told her I was going to kill myself. Um, I, you know, would try anything. I told my um, guidance counselor I was going to kill myself so that way maybe she would talk to me. Um, I tried to talk to her when she was drunk. That didn't go well either. She told me she hated me. Um, Like, it wasn't... Like, I... It took me and my sister getting into the dumbest fucking fight and my parents believing her over me for my mom to finally talk to me. Yeah. Like. That's dedication to the bit. Like, for real. Like, I couldn't. I wasn't a reader when I was growing up. My sister read and I was like more TV. So I couldn't watch TV, but I was allowed to read when I was grounded. Yeah. So, like, that's all I had. My mattress was on the floor. (laughs) Like. I could just. I picture your mother, like, putting on, like, a hand cream before going to bed and, like, turning to your dad at the time being, like, I figured it out. I'm not going to talk to her. So, that's the funniest part. My dad was in Germany. Oh, yeah. And then he came home for R&R and then me, so what happened was when I got grounded and shit, my parents gave all of my cool shit to my sister. Okay. Not deserving. <laughs> well, I, I did. Should have got some I did cool steal shit. her cell phone and then hide it. Do you remember? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did steal her cell phone 
pretty much convinced her she fucking lost it. Did she have to buy a whole new one, too? She did. And that's what took her on the Android train. It was my uh, fault. Thank God. Um, but, again, I didn't make good choices. Um, so I was in her bedroom one night, and she was, like, talking about when she got her own apartment. And she's going to take all this stuff with her. And I was upset because it was, like, all my shit. And... I was like, well, when I eventually get ungrounded, like, they're going to give it back to me. And she's like, no, they're not, because it's coming with me to my new apartment, her fictitious apartment. And I was like, I was like, well, then I'll just break into your apartment and take it all back. Well, keep in mind, I stole her cell phone. So maybe that seemed feasible in this fictitious world where she had an apartment. And so she kicks me out of her room, and then she goes out and tells my parents, that I'm going to break in her fictitious apartment, <laughs> okay, and all this shit. So I immediately go hide in my room in the closet because that still had doors. Yeah. And, like, I was crying because I knew my dad was about to bust in there. And he opened the door and he said, privacy is a privilege, not a right. And he made me get out of the closet. And I'm, like, crying. And he was, like, he was, like, you think it's good to be a thief? You're fucking worthless, Taylor. What the fuck is wrong with you? I cannot believe you would do some shit like that. And at this point, like, I mean, I am so worn down. Like, I made terrible, terrible choices. But the way my parents went about it, like, I think there's a million different ways we both could have gone about it better. But the way they went about it, I mean, I mean, it eroded any sense of, like, worth I had. Yeah, they, the... The big consistency between Nanny and, like, your dad and your mom, they really know how to make you feel worthless. Like... Especially when they're saying, hey, you're worthless. I remember in... Whenever I had to, like, be hospitalized for that little bit. Oh, yeah. And we did, like, a group therapy session where it was, like, what would you say to them? And I'm just like, um, I don't know because, like, they just make me feel so worthless. And they're like, then why don't you tell them that? And I'm like... I did, she didn't believe me, so I cut myself, and now I'm here. <laughs> Give me my meds. <laughs> yeah, so you tell me, like, how I should have worded it differently, maybe? Right? <laughs> so my dad's, like, reaming into my ass, telling me how worthless I am. At this point, I am now rocking back and forth on the ground, pulling oh. my hair out, and just sobbing to myself, and all I'm saying is, I'm not worthless, I'm not worthless. Like, I mean, I was hysterically crying. Like, my heart breaks for that Taylor. And, you know, my my sister fessed up and was like, well, that's not how it happened, actually. Right? Like, told my parents that she was egging me on and, like, you know, we were back and forthing more than me just going in and saying, I'm going to rob you. Like, yeah, like, like, she had a gun, y'all, and she was like... To her sister's fucking head, I'm going to wrap all my shit back for me. Literally. And so, you know, my sister comes in and brings in this, like, she used to have this big body pillow that was, like, super fuzzy. And she brought it in and, like, put it in my lap. Dude, I know. And my mom came in there. And I don't remember what my mom said, if I'm being honest. But she talked to me, is the point. Like, after a month. And then my dad was like, you can watch TV tonight. And you can, and so we were only allowed to have soda once a week, but obviously, but but my parents drank like, um, diet Pepsi, which is really gross. Um, so, or diet 
zero Canada Dry, which like, is really gross. Yeah. And so they had got me Dr. Pepper and my dad said I could have a glass of it. And I was like, I'm going to go shower. And I was shaking. And my mom was like, leave the door open. Because my mom was afraid I was going to kill myself that night because of how far. Rightfully so. How far they pushed me. Yeah. And it's like they do that. They, they would push so far and Nanny would do the same thing. So it's like both of us simultaneously are constantly being pushed to the mental edge by the people who are dedicating their lives to take care of us. And then we're like, you literally are pushing me to the edge. Like, I don't know what to do with all these feelings. I don't know how to feel them. I don't know how to handle them. I kind of just want to fucking die. And they're like, weak. Weak. Oh, she's weak. And then they're like, oh, wait. Did we do that? Is she for real? No, she's she's blaming us for other people. Like she's doing this to herself because they're going out and they're sneaking out and they're underage drinking and they're hanging out with adults and they're doing all this bad stuff. They're just they're projecting onto us. Not to mention, I cannot believe I forgot this. When after I got caught up sneaking out and everything like that, and my mom didn't know what to do because I was a liar. I would lie to her all the time about that stupid shit. I didn't lie to anybody else. I only lied to my mom and my dad. Like, I feel like that's relatively normal. So my mom took me out of school one day and said that we were going to a doctor's appointment. <laughs> Plot twist. It wasn't it was what a I thought. normal th- doctor appointment. <laughs> no, it was her taking me out of school and putting me in a mental institution. But the cool thing was I got to go home at the end of the night. They would drop me off at the gate at... Oh, yeah. Uh, that one gate. It's such a and then, dream. And then a bus would drive me to the mental institution, and I would I would be in class with kids the age of 7 to my age, 16, and we all learned the same shit, and we would eat together. We weren't allowed to use the bathroom for, like, after, like, 30 minutes to an hour because there were people there who had eating disorders as well. Like, I mean, I was there for, like, a month because my mom... My mom thought that, that that me lying to her constituted me needing to be, you know, put in an institution. Yeah, you were literally outpatient mental hospital. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and like, I got the week of actually like staying overnight. And then after the week, they revealed to my grandmother that she would actually have to start paying something and she was like I'll just take her shopping and she'll be fine yeah no my mom I tried to tell so in therapy some stuff came up um and I tried to tell her and she completely shut me down yeah nanny was like I don't need to know anything that you talked about in there. Like, I know you're just still mad at me. I know you've got, like, a lot of feelings going on. But, like, you know, what can I get you to make you feel better? And I'm like, you could just take me seriously and not just, like, try to lock me away and then not keep me locked away. Oh, the key, baby. <laughs> yeah, not keep me locked away because then you have to pay some kind of money towards it. And apparently that's a little too inconvenient for you. <laughs> right? But I think we're going to pause here. But... I'm thinking that our next episode will be a part two. Definitely. Because and I think our Patreon should be some of the stories that we should tell behind a paywall. 
Oh, 100%, because there are some stories I want to share that maybe I won't share on the air. So if you want to subscribe to our Patreon to hear the really, I mean, juicy shit, the charges, if you guys would like to hear about that stuff, you got to come on over to Patreon. Yeah. Also, we're on every streaming platform, by the way. I did not realize that. Mm, all of them! Until today. Like, we're, like, on Audible and shit. Yeah, where you can listen to books on audio for free or your favorite podcast, Silly Sins Ads. Ads. Yep, and we're also on YouTube, of course, you guys, as you know. So please go like, subscribe, comment, and... Ring uh, the bell! Ring the fucking <laughs> bell. Yes, thank you, Cheyenne. Also, let's not forget to leave us on the audio platforms, like, some five-star reviews. Leave us... You know, comments, what you guys want to hear. Like, obviously, you know, we like to talk about what we like to talk about. But we yeah. also want to know what you guys want to hear. So We'll share your stories anonymously if you want. Like, because we obviously have our own experiences and a lot of them yeah. are very similar. Maybe you guys have similar experiences with a twist. You can share that. We'll do it anonymously. Absolutely. You can email us anonymously at sillyisandsides at gmail.com. Period. You can tell us how long you've been sober for. And Fuck yeah. we're going to shout you out. You can do Absolutely. it anonymously. You can send a weird picture of something. Let's <laughs> say you just hit four months. Oh, yeah, I did. Slay. That was us clapping for all of the audio listeners. Oh, my God. Dude, nine months and four months. Before you know it, we're both going to be at a year. What? I'm so excited. But yeah, and don't forget to go follow us on our social medias, you guys. We have an Instagram, a Twitter, a TikTok, all at Sillies and Sads, plus our personals. Cheyenne? My TikTok is oh, please know with four O's, and my Instagram is oh, please know with two O's. Period. And it's me on the picture, so you know. Yeah, exactly. My Instagram is tbills with three Z's and underscore. My Twitter is tbills with four Z's, and then my TikTok is taylorblitz1. I really need to combine all the names, but... I know. I wish that I could find a certain amount of O's for them both to be so it can be consistent across the board. I know. We got to figure that one out. If you have a TikTok or an Instagram that's O-H-P-L-E-A-S-E-N-O-O-O, delete it. Change your fucking name. <laughs> I need that. I didn't know where you were going with that. I need it. I need the one with the three O's so I can do it across the board. Okay, but... Until next time, this is Sillies and Sads. Look out for the part two, y'all. All right, do the thing. Bye.